What up, y'all? Welcome to the Gunslinger Gaming Frosty Pints Podcast. I'm Gobi, and joining me tonight will be Dr. Nagel, the Leetness, and Omega Construct. So sit back and enjoy the ride. So this week, we tried something new and let the members request topics for this week's podcast. So if you guys are enjoying doing that and want us to continue, let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys on what you think about the podcast, because uh, it is for you guys. Uh, looks like we have a lot to cover this week, as one of the most requested topics was E3, so let's jump into that. It's uh, definitely not the the second or third time that we've run this intro. Nope, nope. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu, Reeves. Keanu Reeves! Yeah! Breathtaking! <laughs> right. <laughs> breathtaking! Yeah, Cyberpunk 2077, definitely the biggest splash so far in E3. Official. Uh, it's pretty much like universally agreed upon. That's a game that we can all be a little bit excited about, at least. And apparently, Keanu Reeves is gonna like his character is gonna be a major part of the story, a major NPC character. Um, he plays. He's. Uh, I read he was gonna be Johnny Rocker, who's got like a history in the franchise. Uh, yep. So he's, right, it's not just publicity. For- and Nagel, do you have an audacity? We got to uh, stop again. I do not have audacity, but I'm I'm not cutting. I'm leaving this in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you gotta. You're gonna have to uh, um, run the audio too, because it's. I can't do it. The MP3 right. will sound like shit. No oh. problem. I got it. We can do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why would it sound bad on? Why would I only be the only one to sound bad to Gobi, but sound uh, fine to everybody else? Uh, I have no idea. I literally stopped recording, and you sound perfect. So yeah, I'm gonna guess it has something to do with the RTC pipe. Some some between yeah. uh, New York and Wisconsin is is not happy, but that's Discord's problem. They don't like our Keanu Reeves either. Yeah, no, actually, you're right. It's, it's when we mention Keanu Reeves that Discord... Maybe Discord's just having an orgasm. I did follow <laughs> Cyberpunk 77 on Discord, so that could be part of it. I don't know. Just... I'm just joking. It's Neo. He's in the fucking electronic <laughs> waves. All right, so yeah, all right. We, we basically recapped everything that we already said. So now we can talk about... Uh, all right, everybody loves Cyberpunk 2077. The only problem, um, and Omega brought this up earlier today, is that they they announced the release date as April 16th, I believe, in 2020, which is near a year away, 10 months, and there are already pre-orders available for the game. And uh, I, I sort of I stopped pre-ordering stuff because um, I think it's bullshit. And now, uh, yeah, it's very tempting for me to pre-order uh, Cyberpunk 20. Well, like, you look on Reddit, and there's a massive push against all pre-orders just because of how terrible so many have been. Right. But it's so funny seeing that community, which really started the anti-pre-order push. Now they're out there talking about, like, oh, this is CD Projekt Red. This isn't Activision. This isn't, you know, this developer, this major publisher. This, these are the good guys. We can trust them. So, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm super I'm super tempted though. Yeah, I know the feeling. But uh yeah. I mean I'll, I I'll, I'll more it. than likely buy it anyway. So it's like one of those things right. where I'm probably gonna get it anyway, so why why not? Yeah. But what system are you gonna get it on? Like not system, sorry. We all know which system you're gonna get it on. But uh what store are you gonna buy it from? Um Unfortunately, Leetness, I hear it's not on the Epic Store yet. Oh, that's yeah. messy. They actually released a funny image that kind of looks like it was taking a shot at Epic. It showed um, the three stores that had uh, GOG, Steam, and Epic. And on GOG, it said, you know, 100% of the proceeds go to us, also available on Steam, and then on Epic coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like well, they're taking a yeah. little shot at their exclusive uh, release model. I might, I might get it on GOG just because I've got Witcher Three there. So it's like that's the only game I bought there. I might as well make that like my CD Projekt Red 
Yeah, I, I had the same thought. I've got the uh, I've got GOG Galaxy, which, by the way, if anybody hasn't checked it out, GOG Galaxy, wonderful way to organize your games, all the rest of that. Really looking forward to the upcoming, the planned uh, updates that they're coming out with that with the unified friends list. But yeah, I, why not? Why not buy um, Cyberpunk on GOG? Because as they say, 100% of the proceeds go to uh, CD Projekt Red. Well, especially considering it's a single-player game, Right. You know, you're not going to have that huge push to need your friends list and all that kind of integration that Steam gives you. It's not like this game's going to have workshop mods or anything like that. Ah, however, uh, CD Projekt Red was interviewed by, uh, it may have been PC Gamer, don't quote me on that, but they were interviewed and they were asked, is this a single player only game? And they said, yes, for now it is. And then that led to the follow-up question, will there be multiplayer in Cyberpunk 2077? And I think uh, that was answered more thoroughly in a developer tweet where he said, we are not focusing on multiplayer right now. We want to get single player nailed down. However, once single player is nailed down, we have some ideas for multiplayer. I mean, that's basically a yes. That's, that's a yes, but <laughs> not yet. Right. That's a we still have a year left to develop this game and we're going to focus on the core before we branch. Exactly. So I think if uh, if a hammer down single player, if we get like a single player experience that is like as awesome as, say, Fallout 4, uh, just like really good NPC interaction. And then after that story, you know, we played through it, we get some multiplayer. I, well, I'd, I'd be really into that. That would be really cool. The only thing that's got me worried. As long as it's cross-platform on PC. So people that buy it on GOG can also play with people on Steam. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Well, that, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that... I think that, if you're... That is how GOG advertises its uh, GOG Galaxy, is that it is uh, PC cross-play. So any, any client that you use, you can play with your friends on GOG. Well, it's up to the game to implement that stuff. You know, yeah, some I games was say, choose yeah. to just exclusively use launcher integrated friends list, but yeah, you know, there are tons of games that do cross play, and it's just up to the game to implement it themselves. Right. This podcast is not sponsored by GOG. I'm just a fan. <laughs> or CD Project Red. <laughs> or CD Project Red. Or uh, DE, because we're going to talk but about it, Warframe. Because Warframe had a mean, three <laughs> announcement. If they yeah, did the only thing that worries me. <laughs> the only thing that worries me about uh, Cyberpunk is my now five-year-old graphics card. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Just you know, buy an air conditioner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hook, hook it directly up to your PC. Uh, or yeah, I'm I'm a little worried too. I'm hoping that uh. I get a new one by the time that comes out. Well, there's supposed to be some big things so. coming from uh, in the the graphics card world. So the stuff that's currently leading the market should be coming down in price, hopefully. Yeah, uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Anyway, it's uh, true. lots of other stuff besides Cyberpunk announced at E3. Um, I think we're all very excited about Just Dance which is coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia. Uh, it is a rhythm dancing game, and it will be, it'll be brilliant because we're all fans of the dancing genre, especially Elitinus. So it's... And... I'm not nearly <laughs> drunk enough to talk about this. <laughs> and you get, yeah, you get enough rum in Gobi. He is a dancing machine. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Sounds... <laughs> so what about Warframe? <laughs> oh yeah, the Warframe. Warframe got a little plug at uh, E3. Warframe Empyrean is uh, well to be announced as the release date, but we've known that it's coming for for some time. Empyrean is where they introduce their epic space battles. So um, Tenno, four Tenno, get to go uh, onto a ship. You coordinate. You have a pilot. You have a gunner. You have you know a boarding party, whatnot. And you fight against like big heavy cruisers, and you blow the the shit out of them, and then you like launch yourself in space uh, and board the enemy ship. You know, sabotage some stuff. It explodes. You jump out of the ship, ride the explosion, the inertia, right back to your vessel, land like a badass. Big explosion in the back of you. Everybody claps. People throw panties, and it's great. <laughs> so it's not called Railjack anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
it was and, a little on the nose. Grandma panties or like or not? No, Rail Jack was a little. Panties, I'm out. Yeah, a little, a little on the nose. Uh, the the announcement just says Empyrean, so I'm not sure what they'll <laughs> what they'll be calling it. They don't even have a release date for it, but we knew that it was one of the updates that was going to come out after Fortuna, and they have kept to that schedule. They've been releasing content out of Fortuna, and uh, this is going to be the end chapter of that. That's probably when I'll come back to Warframe, I think. Yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be a crazy time. But I yeah. was playing playing that a lot for a long time, and I just got a bit burned out, but uh, once some new interesting content drops, I'll definitely be coming back. And uh, Gobi, you you uh, enthusiastic about one or two of these E3 reveals? Oh, not really. Yeah, Gears Five. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, the new escape mode looks pretty. Uh, I'm gonna enjoy that. Uh, Gears Five will be pre-ordered as soon as well. Soon. Uh, they're bringing back Horde mode, of course. Uh, I'd really like to get somewhere on July 17th so I can uh, get into the multiplayer technical test, which they announced at E3. Uh, they're going back to a really long and big uh, campaign, which I'm really looking forward to. Plus, first time in Gears history, you get to play as a female protagonist. Super stoked about that. And... I'm hoping there's some ties to Queen Myra because that storyline was fucking epic and it'd be nice to see a tie back into the Locust and Queen Myra. Uh, for sure. I'm just happy to hear that uh, a big first-person shooter franchise, well, it's not first-person, but a big shooter franchise is getting back to in-depth campaigns rather than a little short, like, you know, a couple hours in a campaign, and then they expect you to waste all of the rest of your time in multiplayer. Yeah, I, I mean, Gears 4 campaign, like, I'm a huge Gears fan, and I have yet to finish the Gears 4 campaign. It did not really suck me in. It wasn't super long from what I understand. Um, I think I'm like three quarters away through it. Um, but, you know, the multiplayer in Gears 4 and Horde mode really sucked me in. I got... It's like almost 700 hours into the game, and I'd say 90% of it is horde mode and multiplayer, which is me playing a multiplayer game is kind of crazy because I'm not a PvP guy, but uh, the multiplayer is a shit ton of fun. Nothing like two-piecing a guy with a Nasher. And then uh, the last two Ubisoft titles I'm going to talk about, and then I'm going to move on. The For Honor, uh, Shadow of a Hitokiri. I'm I'm uh, cautious about that because For Honor never worked for me. I could play the game for about 20, 25 minutes, and then it would always crash. So tempered expectations on that one. And then, of course, Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, the mobile game. The mobile R6 game <laughs> is coming to the market. So everyone in China, celebrate, rejoice. That's, that's the end of Ubisoft. I'm done with that. We can, we can they will slap that, that man's oh, we can't. name on any pile on of crap. Yeah, yeah, Ghost Recon, man. Ghost Recon. Forgot Ghost Recon. Uh, we also got Shenmue 3. Uh, uh, who else is a fan of Shenmue 3? Anybody? Nobody? Alright, fine. Uh, no. It's like Echo the Dolphin, but the whale. Japanese guy that drinks soda out of a vending machine. And does karate. Oh, I forgot the karate. My bad. He's a total well, Crinklepot didn't say that. His, he literally said, "It's uh, I gotta find it now." Shamu Three is about a Japanese guy drinks who soda. drinks soda out of vending machines. I'm just taking his word for it. I mean, I, I like how you, expert. I like how you say that. Like, it's any more ridiculous than any <laughs> other game. I mean, the most <laughs> famous game in video games history is a Japanese game about a fat Italian plumber who jumps on walking mushrooms. <laughs> Hey, but he, when he eats them, they make him big and strong. It's, it's a you, uh, yeah, it's uh, an analogy for drugs. I'm just saying, a, a, oh. a Japanese guy drinking soda out of vending machines—that's not that weird in the great. Mario is a tripping balls. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so going to hell again. That's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah. I think our seats are reserved. Uh, uh but, but Dying Light 2. Oh, you're going Dying Light 2, fine. Nope. I was gonna Anybody? talk about I was gonna talk about Planet <laughs> Zoo because everybody is looking forward to Planet Zoo, but alright, Dying Light 2. Um I'm a little disappointed in this game, honestly. Um it looked really cool and then they kind of I feel like they went away from what made the Dying Light game a Dying Light game and you know, the whole uh Dead Island franchise, like they basically turned a game like that into a melee only uh zombie game and it's not even about zombies anymore. It's <laughs> now it's a survival against other humans, which I mean the map looks amazing and you know, the parkour looks cool. Uh the fact that it's not even gonna come out until quarter two of twenty twenty uh, and it was announced like two years ago. It's a little depressing, too, um, and the fact that they basically took firearms completely out of the game oh. is also depressing. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, they made, uh, like, literally guns are going to be pretty much non-existent in the game, which... Uh, guns are what made Dead Island and Dying Light so much fun. I mean, don't get me wrong, the melee was fun, but the gunplay in the game was so good that it I mean yeah ammo was scarce and whatever but to take guns basically out of the game it was a huge disappointment to me I mean they're supposedly going to have crossbows and bows but come on what is this Skyrim what is this Walking Dead <laughs> you're right no Walking Dead they even use guns all the time uh, the arguably the coolest person in that show uses a crossbow. I'll, I'll just say I don't like the show, but I'll say I. Much. I'll agree with you on that. <laughs> now, what what about the zoo game? Planet Zoo. Okay, so you are in charge of building a zoo. The end. <laughs> oh, that sounds like Fallout 76. Hey, we finally added human NPCs <laughs> and dialogue. Hey. A year later. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. Well, this I one you're just going to build the zoo, and then a year later you get the animals. Right, yeah. Oh. The anim- <laughs> you can build a zoo, but the animals are paid DLC. Yeah. Hey, didn't, wasn't there a movie about this? You know, we own a zoo or something, or we bought a zoo? Like, I mean, yes, yes. what do you need to do the game? I mean, just watch the movie. Starring Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Damon. I love the man, but it's just <laughs> so fun to say it. <laughs> so, yeah, God bless Matt yeah. Damon. Unfortunately, he's not going to be in Planet Zoo. But <laughs> yeah, right? Probably would have been a better game. It's a DLC. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon DLC. Twenty nine ninety five. Uh, For anyone, anyone who likes uh, side-scroller games... Um, I'm not a huge fan myself, but there are two games that were announced at E3, uh, one by Dead Toast Entertainment and the other by Phobia Phobia Game Studios. My friend Pedro is a side-scroller, and both of these have sort of pixelated graphics, but uh, my friend Pedro is a side-scroller, and the uh, reveal, the release trailer, shows uh, this guy, assumably Pedro, who you control, who's just working his way through a train, mercilessly slaughtering anyone who gets in his way. And it looks very entertaining. <laughs> so, uh, I'm kind of interested about that. And then Carrion, uh, also uh, a pixel-based side-scroller, is a reverse horror experience, as they call it. So you are a, a monster, an alien, a you know a viral entity uh, that gets released into a laboratory, and your job is to find inventive and creative ways to brutally kill everyone. And Sounds awesome. Scare the crap out of them. Yeah. So both of those uh, small studios, studios I'm not a hundred percent familiar with, uh, but they look like they're putting out some entertaining stuff. Good to hear. It's always sounds... good to hear little guys doing shit. The, the premise sounds similar to Evolve. Yeah. You know, where you're the monster <laughs> running around. Yeah. Killing. Hopefully, it doesn't flop nearly as bad. Is that the one where you had to, like, gather the DNA and, like, uh, expand your abilities or grow? Yeah, you consume animals and stuff like that to basically grow as a beast and then 
uh, and then once you become a badass or you, you you evolve and then you once you get to like stage three you're super badass and you can kill everything pretty much i remember that that any issues and the hunters are like trying to get you before you evolve yeah it was it was pretty fun it was just uh yeah Different. It was different. Just I don't know. Something about it didn't really take off. I guess with a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those games. Like, it sounded great, but I don't think the implementation was all that wonderful. They got other that other one, yeah. Dead, by, Dead by Daylight, which was a similar style. Where you're the you're the like the horror. Oh yeah, story. Where, you, where you're the monster. You're the monster, and you chase some people. There was another one, and they could out lay traps. There was another one that came out recently, um, Blood Sacrifice. Uh, I played a. There was a free-to-play weekend last weekend. Um, it was the same same sort of style. You have uh, four people that are like the prey, essentially, and then one person who's the hunter, and the prey's job is to run around the map, collect blood, deliver it to the central pillar, and once you've got enough blood, escape alive. And all the other time, you have this hunter going around, trying to stop you, trying to kill you, and uh, it was an interesting experience. But, yeah, there are a lot of those games, definitely. I just tried to search that and came up with some pretty weird fucking results. (laughs) Yeah, please drop some links in chat. I love weird shit. Blood sacrifice. (laughs) And then I've got like all these ancient mind blood sacrifices. (laughs) It's like a wiki how article. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Clippy pops up. <laughs> you appear to be trying to make a blood sacrifice. Do you need any help with that? It's from this Encyclopedia Britannica. I haven't seen this in forever. <laughs> oh, God. I think I but, forgot a friend of those. Oh, my gosh. And it's an African religions one. What the hell? <laughs> How goddamn racist can they be? <laughs> That's uh, At least the uh, South African found it. Right? Yeah, yeah right. right. <laughs> yeah, the next link is Wikipedia ah. about human sacrifice. So, okay. Guess you didn't play any either of those. <laughs> ah. In real life. Um, in the same vein of horror, though, there was a, another game announced uh, by Tango Gameworks uh, called Ghostwire Tokyo. Which oh, was... I thought... I thought you were going to announce the other one that I was I was thinking about in E3. Oh, no. Um, I just want to say about this one, it's, uh, again, to be announced is the release date, but it's an action adventure. And uh, you, I, I guess, you basically one day everybody's walking around in Tokyo minding their own business, and then they all disappear. Only clothes left behind. So they've been taken up! And uh, all the all the demons start coming out, walking around, and you're this guy with a bow and arrow because, of course, that's what you use to fight demons. And uh, you're walking around doing stuff. Looks looks uh, very pretty, is how it looks. Maybe not that original, but very pretty. Interesting. Um, yeah. I like the premise. Uh, yeah. Speaking of bows and arrows. Uh, Three separate Elder Scrolls games this this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can all ignore Elder Scrolls Legends. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, I'm gonna ignore all three of them. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Legends is at least being released on Windows. I mean, Blade well, is switching mobile. <laughs> that's true. But then the other one, the third one was. Uh, Else, I'm gonna screw Elsewhere. it up. Elsewhere, Elsewhere, yeah. Elsewhere. That's the that's the current expansion for Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, but they've they've got some additional content. I actually bought the expansion and I've been playing a little bit of and the new Necromancer class. It's pretty cool. I'm enjoying it. I haven't really been a big Elder Scrolls player though. No, neither have I. What I enjoy most yeah. about Elder Scrolls are the memes. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played a single one of them. It's really entertaining uh, to try and watch the NPCs carry on a conversation with each other. That much I know. <laughs> they're they're epic games if you like hack and slash. 
if you're not a hack and slash guy, just keep moving because you're probably not gonna enjoy that much. Uh, I think I think if you if you like the MMO, um, if you like the MMO makeup of a game, you'll like Elder Scrolls Online. It's it's very much like your WoW, but uh, different, but uh, WoW like. Please, do you have another game on E3 that you want to bring up? Horror Story, yes. Horror Story. Because you went into the horror. Right. Blair right. Witch. The Blair Witch Project. Oh, it's yeah. Of, there's a game coming out to Xbox for Blair Witch. It only took them how many years? <laughs> but it's by, <laughs> it's by the, um, the creators of Layers of Fear, which is kind of interesting. Because um, they made <laughs> Layers of Fear was really, really scary, apparently. I mean, I've got so, it. Didn't really scare me, <laughs> but didn't scare uh, me either. I didn't play it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So I mean, I, I I enjoyed. I remember watching the Blair Witch Project when I was young, and well, I wasn't that. But um, uh, when I when I, when I watched it, I I went to the movies thinking that everything that that was going on was real because I didn't know anything about the story or anything. So I watched the whole thing believing everything was a documentary. Oh, yeah. And even after <laughs> even after everything had finished, I still thought it was real. I was like, holy shit. And then I saw the fucking uh, Academy Awards and they were on the camera. I was like, oh my God, it was all a fucking fake. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. I was so mad. I'm yeah. so sorry. And now that. I'm mad that they're not bringing it out on PC, so I'm probably never going to play it. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Omega? What are you, what are you looking forward to? What are, what interested you at E3? Well, you know, one thing that I noticed is, uh, speaking of RPGs, that is conspicuously missing is no mention of Fable 4, which is something that's been rumored for a very long time. Yeah. And, you know, you want to talk about RPG, so like, that is probably my favorite RPG ever. We play that in um, college. Yeah. Um so, like, if there's any game that would ever drive me back to a console, it would be the Return of the Fable series. Um, probably, oh, like, to me, there's it's no question. Crossplay, so you're good. Yeah, you know, there, there's no question. It's it's the best RPG that I've ever played for me personally. Um, uh, well, I think I, I played Fable huge. Two. That 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 one Fable game that Microsoft was trying to release that was a huge flop. Recently, oh, was it? I want it. Was it Fable Legends or some crap? Yes, uh, Fable Legends and it, um, Lionhead Studios did it, yeah. But uh, Microsoft canceled that one, so I don't know if that could be part of the reason why you're not hearing any mention of anything. Oh man. Yeah, shut down in uh, April 2016. Cancelled cooperative action role-playing video game developed by Lionhead Studios. Yeah, I played the the beta for that. It was actually pretty interesting. I didn't I didn't really understand why it got canned. Uh, it looks goddamn beautiful. Yeah, it yeah, was the, fun. The head of Xbox. Co-ops. The head of he- Xbox hinted at Fable Four at last year's E3. Oh, okay. I mean, that would be really Interesting. nice. Yeah, so, I mean, it definitely it would, would be. It would make sense for them to, I guess, announce it next year at E3 and have it be like a major title for um, Project Scarlet. Mm. Speaking of that, uh, that was that's going to be released uh, uh, Christmas season the next year. Which is interesting. I didn't watch the review because I'm not really all that interested, but it does sound interesting. Plus, uh, it should mean we should get a PS5 probably next fall sometime too. Or yeah. do you think it'll be next? No, I, I, think, I, I think guess in 2020. I, I'm thinking it'll be 2020 as well. Uh, those two consoles, I don't think, can afford to not release together. Right. Yeah, I think if you put too big a gap between them and the second one that comes out is going to be way too far. That's why Nintendo oh. was so smart with what they did, because they knew they couldn't compete 
in the hardware department. So they just took a left turn with what they with the Wii and now with the Switch. And yeah, they they can do their they own. They definitely thing struck gold with the Switch. Yeah, they did. I mean, it's yeah. The only other hardware that's interested in me at E3 was obviously the Xbox Elite Controller Series Two is coming out. Uh, they finally added Bluetooth, and uh, I believe it has a rechargeable battery inside now, so you don't have to uh, keep swapping out batteries. Uh, supposedly it gives you 40 hours of life per charge, which is nice. And they went to a standard USB-C cable. It's also, again, nice and smart of them. Um, and, of course, the other hardware was Project X Cloud, which I didn't really look this up, but it looks something for mobile gaming. Anybody? No. <laughs> uh, on the list of things for me to get excited about in the video game world, um, uh, a new not controller <laughs> is not one of them. <laughs> I did. It's for me because it's going to finally replace my. Uh, I have an Xbox that I use basically every day when I game. Uh, but I really wanted Bluetooth on this one because, yeah, it would be nice to have, and well, I'm glad they was... finally. I've yeah, always been a utilitarian life. kind of guy with that kind of thing. Like, I would rather buy a, a base level standard controller twice as often than spend three times as much <laughs> for a fancy version of a controller. Yeah, I. Oh, sorry, I, yeah, I just see that. With the. We're talking about mobile, we're talking about platform, we're, we were just talking about Switch. Uh, another thing that I think a lot of people have, have been getting uh, excited about is the next Star Wars release. And uh, it was released, or there was a teaser reveal for it at E3. Uh, the next Star Wars game, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch in 2020. So everybody enjoy your new Lego Star Wars game, it's going to be great. Why can't they uh, make fucking Star Wars games that aren't goddamn Legos games? How dare you? Uh, <laughs> well, there is that the new one. Uh, what is it? Uh, Jedi. Jedi. The final Jedi Fallen Order. Order coming out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that that looked good, actually. I mean, I was pretty enticed by the gameplay. It looked really cool. We're we're gonna. Have, I think we're gonna actually have like a 2020 that's packed with Star Wars because not only are we getting a new movie and we're getting uh, at least one new game. Uh, but the uh, the writers for uh, Game of Thrones are going over to their Star Wars project, and we're probably going to see a lot of reveals and trailers and crap for that as well. So 2020, a lot of Star Wars, I think. Now, Star if you have kids, the Lego Star Wars games, forget all what these guys said, they're actually really good and a lot of fun to play for kids. And if you're playing with your kids, they're great. Um... If you're a grown adult trying to play a, a Star Wars game by yourself, I can see where they're coming from. It's like an adult watching Blue's Clues and like writing a critical review about how the episodes don't make sense. It's like, yeah, what are you, stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for the next Force Unleashed. Oh, no, I don't think it's ever going to happen. I think they took too much yeah. from the second game. I think they're done with that. They're going to move on to... You know what I'm surprised we haven't seen is a KOTOR reboot. I'd, yeah. That would be interesting, and... That would be cool. I would. Yeah, I could get behind that. Yeah, actually, uh, you know, speaking of good RPGs, um, that is one that I did fall in love with way back in the day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Venus and Gobi, uh, uh, you're both right. Yeah, in November uh, this year, Jedi Star Wars Fallen Order. But did you watch the um, speaking of RPGs, the uh, Baldur's Gate? Yes, Baylor? Baldur's Three or Baldur's Gate Three coming out. Yes, I mean that's like old school RPG. That... Um, is that is that the one that's co-op, or they add, they added co-op to it? Or am I thinking of another one? It might be, don't quote me. Um, the, I, all I know is, uh, off the top of my head, is that it is a massive expansion to the world of, of Baldur's Gate, and there will be like new features in it. But you know, there have to be, right? Um, when did Baldur's 2 come out? That was like 2002. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a D&D style 
party game. Yeah. So, um, but the trailer looked really cool. I mean, it doesn't really do much, but it, it looks gory, and uh, yeah. it's it's kind of gone like where a lot of ARPGs haven't been going. So, which is quite cool. We'll see if it's if it when details come out. This I don't think there was much released. Just like coming soon with the trailer. Yeah, there's no release date for it uh, as of now. Yeah, but I do. I yeah. have um, I have one friend here that uh, lives close by me who uh, talks about who yeah asks me every single time we talk. He's like, "Hey, have you heard the new news about Baldur's Gate 3? Uh, uh, I'm just like, "What new news?" He's just on top of every single little article that's coming out. Nice. Um, another, oh, another blast in the past. Battle Toads. Yes. <laughs> wow. uh, to be announced <sighs> I don't know it's, this is one of those games it's a blast from the past but I don't know The uh, my theory uh, for Battletoads the new Battletoads is just that um, after how many years of shitposting Battletoads memes on uh, Reddit and 4chan uh, the developers were just like fine fine here <laughs> we'll give in. I don't know anything about Battletoads beyond the memes. Yep. <laughs> uh, I know it's a game that existed, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. It was it is one of the best games of all time. <laughs> it's a game that existed, and there were a lot of memes and prank phone calls. <laughs> oh man. All right, yeah, and the last Another, one I was going to mention... Oh, sorry, Gobi. Uh, did you, any of you guys... This is a game you guys would have played. Aurea and the Blind Forest. Did any of you guys play that? No. Nope. Yeah, oh, I think I played it on uh, Xbox. They, uh... It looks like they're releasing another one in the series. Ori and the Will of the Wisp. Um, yeah. They look beautiful games, but they're not my type of games. Uh, it's, a it's a platformer it, style game, so yeah. It did look really pretty, though. Yeah, it is. What is a Metroidvania genre? That is a damn good question. Metroid? Yeah, like I, the uh, old no, school Metroid? <laughs> Metroid, yeah, okay. So that actually became a genre itself that, that which is kind of cool it's like cowboy bebop i'm cool with that yeah <laughs> that that is a, a genre cool. people refer to it as like a metroid like game i sure that's a thing i am so out of touch okay. with the young people <laughs> I, I think that's more like the that. old school that's pretty metroid's really old oh yes Maybe metroid it's so was amazing Samness was a beast. Did you see the uh, trailer for Destroy All Human? The remake of that old game. I Okay, I, now I'm into that. PlayStation, the PlayStation 2 game? Yeah, I remember... Um, what is it? A, attack from Mars? Or Mars Attacks? It was called Mars Attacks. It just reminds me of that. Yeah, no, the, it's basically a video game based off of that, but they didn't get the intellectual property rights for it. Oh, cool. All right. Chinese knockoffs. Hell yeah. And uh, <laughs> they use Rammstein as the, as the music for the, the oh. official reveal trailer. <laughs> I'm in. Was <laughs> 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 it I, it was, I, it uh, I can't remember which song it was. But, um, it Let's was, find I, out. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a really cool little trailer. Um, so I think it, I think that might be a fun little game to play because uh, you you fly around in a flying saucer abducting animals and humans. <laughs> oh, so uh, Destroy All Humans is going to be released on all platforms, console and PC. It will. Yeah. And the song that was playing during the trailer is Firefly. Oh, uh, there we go. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Pretty awesome. good though. I will definitely be getting my hands on that game. I think so too. I think I'll definitely do it just for some fun. Speaking of aliens in outer space and Fallout, uh, the Fallout in space, the Outer Worlds comes out in October. 
I'm not really sure this is interesting enough for me to pick up, but I'm betting it's better than Fallout 76. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll wait. I mean, I'll wait until it comes out and there's a lot of gameplay <laughs> footage. People have all bitched about it. After how bad the last couple of Fallout releases have been, I that's see that's one of those companies where you they cannot get any pre-order money. Like they yeah. they don't deserve pre-order money at this point. No, wait a yeah. It's not oh. Firefly. It's Ish Will. It's, sorry, sorry, I got the song wrong. It. I'm sorry. Uh, it's the Outer Worlds is by Obsidian Microsoft, uh, but it's basically Fallout in outer space, um, which is the Fallout reference that I was talking about. Uh, I think it'll be better than Fallout seventy six, but that's a bar that is pretty low. And I agree, the last two Fallout's have just not been great. Yeah, Obsidian has burned a lot of goodwill in the audience. For sure. Yep. Holy shit. SpongeBob SquarePants, Battle for Bikini Bottom, Rehydrated. <laughs> uh, what is this, the year for Al? I don't mind. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, there's one other one. Where did they? Oh, yeah, it's not old, though. Go for it. I mean, I, I'm surprised no one brought up Halo Infinite in this conversation. Uh, it's it's too far away yet. We still got a whole other E3 before it comes out. Um, it doesn't come out. It, it's going to release with Project Scarlet, which means it's not going to come out until Christmas of 2020. Um, I'm more excited for the Master Chief Collection on PC, which I'm oh, actually yeah. pretty disappointed that it was not at E3. Like, they did 30 games from Microsoft, and not a single one was Master Chief Collection on PC. It is going to be in the new Xbox Games Pass for PC. Halo Chief, Master Chief Collection, as well as Gears 5, and that Ori, yes. and, and the Will of the Wisps, and now, seven, seven other games. Honestly, I can't... PC guys, are you guys interested in that Xbox Game Pass? I was looking at it and I'm like, oh great, another launcher, another store with exclusives. When I mean, they're also going to be selling a lot of the big major games that are going to be on all the other platforms too. And so that basically means it comes down to how good are the Xbox store exclusives. And I'm going to have to see something real special to be willing to pay for an Xbox Game Pass for PC games. Yeah, I, I I get that. I mean, uh, it looks the, interesting for five bucks. It was it five bucks? I can't remember yeah, exactly for, what it was. During the it beta, it's uh, five bucks. Uh, the first month is a dollar. During the beta, it's five bucks a month. Um, the interesting thing for me is every major Microsoft game that's coming out this year is going to be also on Steam. So not only is it going to be on Microsoft Store, but it's also going to be on Steam. But I'm assuming the Xbox Game Pass only deals with the Microsoft Store or the Windows 10 Store, which I've dealt with it because obviously I'm a Gears fan and I own Gears of War 4. Is it the greatest store in the world? Fuck no. Not even close. I mean, it's a step above uh, what was their last iteration? I mean, that was uh, so shitty that I can't remember the name of it now. Uh yeah, what came before the Windows 10 store? Zoom? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as ancient. Uh, uh, games for Windows Live. What? Oh, yeah, that was Thank shit. you, Crinkle Pouch. <laughs> Thanks, Crinkle Pouch. I can it. remember that the icon. It. I have no, no memory of what it was actually called, though. Oh, it, I mean, that was horrible. Windows 10 store is better than that. Um... But it's seriously lacking in a lot of departments. Uh, so I was super stoked. I will probably be buying Gears 5 on Steam and not on the Windows 10 store for the simple fact that I can back it up. Because I can't even tell you the number of times that I had to reinstall Gears 4. And they don't know what compression is at Microsoft, apparently. So you have to download the entire game at size 
and Gears comes in at about 132 gigabytes, which means you have to download 132 gigabytes. Thank Great. you, Steam. I will give you props for knowing what compression is. Yep. Well, uh, wait, last last thing before we get off E3. Does anyone remember the name of the game that has Norman Reedus uh, just hauling crap around a map? Uh, it's a horror game, too. Everybody knows there's someone listening to the podcast right now screaming the name at me, being like, why don't you know this? I know, right? I can't. <sighs> Losing it. Uh, Death Stranding. Yes. Death Stranding. There you so, go. Yeah. Um, I didn't notice if they've talked to, about this at all uh, at, e at E3 yet, but I may have missed it, or it may just not have come up yet. But uh, uh, It's actually a PS4 exclusive, I believe, and PlayStation is Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that so that makes sense. Yeah. But still. Fucking Sony. It's it's one of those things like God of War. I, I seriously consider just buying a PS4 so I can play that. But then I get into the whole thing about like, well, you suck with controllers, so you're probably not going to have a good time. Uh, I mean, not that I condone this, but there is, you know, like X. It's called Xim or whatever X I am, and you basically plug a mouse and keyboard and you use a mouse and keyboard instead of a controller. It sounds um, like going to a whorehouse and using the community condom. <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty much, but I mean, at least you could use your mouse and keyboard. Alright. Yeah, well, no, it's the same thing with the whorehouse. Yeah, it's gross, but at least you can still have sex. <laughs> I didn't say it was a smart idea. Right. I just said it was possible. <laughs> <laughs> you may get several STDs still. <laughs> Talking about STDs, why don't we move on to Destiny 2? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're you're good actually. Uh, so uh, big news there. Uh, Destiny 2 is going to be free to play. Uh, bad Ask news me. is <laughs> everything before Forsaken is free to play. Everything after Forsaken, you still have to buy. Uh, the only the hope... Price of a, a full game. Yeah, the only hope you have is buying the one expansion on Steam, which I think comes with all of them, but that basically, you're basically buying a $60 game just to play all the expansions for Destiny 2. Um, and speaking of that... <sighs> When Destiny 2 released a couple of years ago, I was one of the biggest critics of the game, not because of the gameplay itself, but because of design choices that they made for marketing and releasing it on Battle.net. And, you know, for whatever reason, I said it was a bad idea and they should release it on Steam. And lo and behold, two years later, apparently somebody would finally listen to me and they decided to put it on Steam. And it'll probably blow up now couldn't possibly have anything to do with the fact that barely anyone knows what the Battle.net launcher is. <laughs> right, I mean, that's that probably didn't help matters at all. Um, and that was actually my biggest... That was my big thing with PC. Like, you want Destiny 2 to perform on PC, and then you put it on a store that... I mean, like, you guys all know about it, and sure, thousands, probably millions of people know about it because of Diablo 3. But how many Diablo 3 players are going to play Destiny 2? Well, I just found it really weird that that's... Isn't that, like, the only non-Blizzard game that's on Battle.net? Uh, uh, no. no Not anymore. Uh, yeah, Black Ops 4 is now, too. Cause, yeah, yeah cause and, Blizzard oh, and Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare is coming there, too. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <sighs> But I really I, hope it comes to Steam as well. I, I wasn't clear whether or not they made the uh, Destiny, uh, the developer, made the move over to Steam because of the split between Activision and Blizzard. Um, or you know, if that had anything I think to do with that, it. Uh, I think it did. Um, I think Bungie splitting with Activision, you're start, going to start seeing a lot of good things happen for Destiny 2 because of that. Um, I have a feeling that the really crappy year one DLC and a lot of the issues that 
people had with um, Destiny 2 was pretty much on Activision and not so much on Bungie. I mean, Bungie did kind of shit the bed on some things, but I have a feeling it was more Activision's greed and, you know, pressure that didn't really help much. Um, And now that they went separate ways, I think we'll see more better things for Destiny 2. I'm still not sold. I'm still not a fanboy. Uh, So sorry, guys. This is kind of depressing for all you Destiny 2 fans out there. Um, I'm glad to see it on Steam. I think it's going to help the game. I'm looking forward to adding a whole bunch of people to the the clans and telling a bunch of people that we're full because uh, I'm sure that's going to happen as soon as it goes free to play. Uh, Leetness, I'm sure, is looking forward to it as well. Uh, but, I mean, it'll well, be one thing, to see. one thing that might be worth actually talking about, I know it's been beaten to death, but this kind of is bringing it back into a relevant discussion, is the Warframe versus Destiny 2 discussion. And yeah, with them switching to a free mob, a partially free model, and then also uh, some of the things that they've announced are coming in the next expansion. Um, they're like opening up more gear, more like mod slots on gear. They're they're making it so that the individual user has more room for customization. Looking like they're like going away from the sort of RNG drop into a more user customizable build setup. Yeah, it, it seems like the Warframe model is having an impact on what that uh, on what destiny 2 has been doing i would agree because well, you know what happened they the destiny 2 developers played warframe and said holy shit this game's shit ton better than we need to do what they're doing likely right. well not just that but also like <laughs> you know you hear you, you just look at the fan bases i mean warframe's fan base is rabid Tens and then of millions of users who, who and then really like, like the game. destiny's fan base is always bitching <laughs> yeah i mean the game is definitely better now than when it released um it has made great strides but if you compare it to we can compare it to warframe from when warframe came out back in 2013 to Warframe in 2015, and I feel like Warframe did more in two years than Destiny 2 has done, and I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, Warframe's been out now for five years. Well, Warframe is also a true constant development model. It's not like big chunk here, wait another two years, big chunk here, wait another year, big chunk here. They do have those big chunks, but all along they're still. But not, but even even in that, they're still adding and changing little things every single week. You know, I mean, they're they're adding new frames, new weapons, um, you know, new prime frames, like all kinds of stuff, just continually growing the game and adding in new elements to it and new stuff. Some of it's really big, like the upcoming uh, Imperian release. Um, you know, when Fortuna dropped, that was huge. But in between that, they they use these big releases as platforms for a bunch of little smaller releases in between them, and it's it's like a true continual development model rather than a game that gets you know periodic large updates. It is a good way to keep people interested for sure. And uh, yeah, we did just have uh, the Wolf of Saturn Six that that event that went on for almost two months. Uh, wait, over two months. Ended. Yeah, it was a good chunk of time. And uh, we're, we get another episode. There's another, excuse me, episode scheduled of that uh, to come out uh, before Imperian even hits. And then we're going to, we have a new boss battle, actually. We just got a new boss battle uh, beginning of the month. So, all, uh, I agree. Constant development model plus a fan base that actually, I that, that's the other thing DE does. They listen to their fan base a lot. And, uh, Surprise, surprise, people respond positively when they make changes that the whole community wants. But yeah, anyway, the the Destiny 2 slash Warframe slash, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. The only <laughs> thing that could make Warframe better is, you know, obviously something that'll never happen. I We have all had this conversation plenty of times in chat and stuff, uh, but crossplay would be the only thing that would, I would say, really improve Warframe. But 
for obvious reasons, it'll probably never happen. Um, and it is what it is. I mean, but I mean, would it be cool if it happened? For sure. Of course. But I'd love to I, play with people on Switch. Yeah. Well, or Xbox, you know. <laughs> or, 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 yeah, Xbox, I guess, or PS4, whatever, Finn. <laughs> yes, uh, so everybody, you need to uh, get on Finn and tell her she needs to join the podcast, because she's yeah. it's not her thing, and we'd love to have her. So uh, if you're on Xbox and you listen to this, uh, tell her she needs to get on here and represent Xbox for you guys. I challenge you, Finn. Uh-huh. I'm calling you out. <laughs> Speaking of call uh, speaking yeah, yeah, Rapid Kirby, and we're talking about Mario Mario Maker Two. Finally, um, yeah, it's a great game. Uh, the first one was uh, the first one was huge. I mean, it blew up really fast, and I my kids love watching YouTube videos. See, for me, that's all it's been about is like I I have no interest in like getting Mario Maker. I'm not the creative type who can sit down and make like a really cool level. I just like watching the YouTube videos of the insane shit that some people do. Yeah. And now with co-op, it's going to get more insane. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Mario Maker 2 has co-op building in it. So you and a friend can actually design these levels together. And then uh, when you want to play them, it's got four-person multiplayer on the levels. So you can uh, run through them with three of your friends. That, it actually sounds pretty cool. And yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the videos or some videos that people come up with because there have been some really entertaining uh, Mario Maker maps made. Well, you know, one thing I'm really looking forward to is seeing, like, and I love it with Mario, with the, the first one is tool-assisted runs. Oh, yeah. And just seeing the, like, ultimate insanity absolutely pushing the limits of what the game is capable of with like a you know a, a perfect play of the of the game it's just it's just fun to watch and it's you know it's impossible for a person to do i get it but it's it's just fun to watch and now with I mean, the new stuff that uh, super mario maker 2 is adding like the new graphics packs they're adding like 3d graphics packs all kinds of crazy stuff it it should be cool to see what you know, a couple of years down the line, what people start coming up with. Uh, speaking of shout-outs and creatives, uh, I'm pretty sure the guy in cast, uh, he would be talking, but he doesn't have a working mic. Uh, Crinkle, uh, he, I know he put out a few levels uh, for Slingers to play in the very first one. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what he comes up with. And I'll be interested to watch some of the videos of uh, slingers doing other slingers uh levels that would be uh, pretty cool um, would be awesome. and he's just bulky as well um so yeah when you guys get the game and you make some levels definitely get some slingers to uh make some videos of them trying your levels and stuff and i'd love to watch them i'm sure a lot of the other the other guys here too so yep same. shout out to our nintendo crowd we're a, we're a built-in audience guys please show us your maps and your insanity yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the only the last thing we got is a little round table. And uh, this one, I, I decided to go a little... last couple were about electronics and stuff, so this one uh, is a little out there. What was the last book you read? I think Omega's got one. Yeah, I just wrapped up reading uh, the second book of... Alistair Reynolds' Revelation Space series. I'm a big sci-fi nerd. Uh, love like epic space operas, stuff like that. And uh, Revelation Space is one of the like classics of the genre. Uh, it's one of the big ones that you know if you're interested at all in in epic sci-fi, uh, highly recommend it. Uh, it's not. It's it's I think five or six books, and actually a new one came out recently that I haven't read, and that's why I re- I'm starting to reread the whole series from the beginning, um, so I can get to the the newest one. Um, it's not um, like some books are where, or some series are where it's like a continuous story with continuous characters going through like a multi book arc. Um, it's more 
different episodes within a universe, but there are obviously going to be a lot of connections and a lot of things that are, you know, that translate from one story to the next, but it's, you know, different characters, different, um, like, like different periods of time. Uh, so each, it's more like each book is within this larger universe rather than sort of being a continual arc of a series, but, uh, it's phenomenal stuff. It's on like the, the harder kind of darker, grimier edge of sci-fi. Um, but it is excellent. Leetness, what'd you read? Uh, it's been a while, but I think the last book I read was Rework by Jason Fried, who's the um, creative base camp in 37 Signals. Kind of like a business book, really. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I think that's the last one I read. Nothing really... Whenever I read stuff, I usually read stuff that's about my work and that kind of stuff. So, uh, or or my industry. So, yeah, it, it was good. Really, really good book. If you if you're an entrepreneur or uh, thinking about running your own business, or even if you um, just like to dress up in a suit and walk around the house feeling important. Well, if you if you. <laughs> manage people it's 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 a really good book to kind of refocus and uh change your perception on how things need to be done sometimes i like the way that he thinks nice. kind of runs multi-million dollar company with uh with very little um staff so he he doesn't grow his staff he just makes them more efficient all right Kobe. Hmm. anyway yeah uh... so boring <laughs> No, not really. <laughs> Mine uh, is an old one, uh, Robert Ludlum, The Martiche Countdown. Uh, but a CIA agent and a KGB spy, and uh, you know, basically, it's a crazy story. But uh, Robert Ludlum is one of my favorite authors. He did a great job. Most people know him for the Bourne series. Um, this is another one of his little series of books. Um, and they're all, it's kind of along the lines of the born identity, uh, born ultimatum type deal, but it's different protagonists, different era. Um, and it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, if you get a chance, check it out. Uh, you'll either love it or hate it. It's one of those things. Sweet. <laughs> and you what about are... you? Um, I like, uh, when when I read, I like something that uh, is a little intellectually stimulating for me. Maybe a little difficult for me to understand, but uh, something that I can get into and I can sort of expand. Marmaduke. Uh, expand. Uh, Marmaduke is a fantastic. Yeah. Wait, is that a book? I thought it was a comic strip. Doctor Seuss is tough. Doctor Seuss is tough. <laughs> but I've taken a break from uh, Doctor Seuss and I've gone over to Eric Litwin, uh, who wrote the magnificent book Pete the Cat. I love my white shoes. Um, it's about a cat who is named Pete, and he, gosh, just loves his white shoes. That's it. Man, what about his what about his sunglasses? Can't forget Pete the Cat and his cool blue sunglasses. He he likes his cool blue sunglasses <laughs> as well, but I believe that he likes his white shoes even more. The sunglasses do make an appearance. Yeah, and a skateboard. Like, yeah, my son. Absolutely loves uh, Pete the Cat books like every night. Actually, that's why we were kind of late doing the podcast tonight is he would not go to bed until I read him a book. Which... Ah, I am an intellectual. I see that your son is an intellectual as well. Ah, yes, he, he does love his books. And I'm that, I mean, not only is he a gamer, but he does love his Super, super proud of that. Um... One minute he's killing zombies or whatever, and next book is, hey dad, read Pete the Cat to me. Okay. But yeah, no, seriously, the last book I read was Super Agents, which is uh, the uh, part of the Barbie Spy Squad series. Sounds intriguing. That's fine. Yeah, no, we're all very tired. It's time to end this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you just say the Barbie spy series? Yes, yeah, no, I'm, well. not, 
I'm not quiet now for uh, exhaustion. I'm quiet just for a loss of words at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Pete the Cat uh, yeah. is obviously a joke, but you know, you did spend a fair amount of time playing Huni Pop, so it's... who knows? You might, you yeah, might be reading Barbie books. I have a whopping eight hours in that game. Uh, he so secretly plays Candy Crush. Nah, I wish. <laughs> oh, you must be a Fruit Ninja guy. No, I really want that. I haven't played that either, but I, I see these games, and I'm just like, damn, that looks like a lot of fun. Then I come home, and I play Warframe. Blech. <laughs> yeah, in, I would say in the last six months, I literally haven't played any cell phone game other than Free Cell and Solitaire. I just play card games on my phone when I'm on the train. Uh, last mobile game I played was Max Payne. And because I also watch, like, or listen to, like, podcasts or YouTube videos and shit when I'm uh, on the train. So I, like, just have them in the background while I play cards. But, yeah, I haven't played a real mobile game in quite some time. The problem is that uh, we've been, Omega and I have been doing so, we've been playing some Room World, and that occupies some of my reading time. And then uh, we also have... We were talking about getting a, a game of Endless Space 2 going as well, and so I've been reading up on um, how to use one of the factions in that game. So I've got all this stuff to read, and I, I usually am you know, reading a book or playing a game um, on the train. Wink, wink. It means the bathroom. <laughs> but you know, I, got all, I got all this stuff to read. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. So I haven't, I haven't got a lot of time for mobile games anymore, because what am I going to do? I'm going like, to sit in front of my computer and play a mobile game? No. Yeah, I, I don't really. It's been a while. I'd much rather read, you know, about stuff, video yeah. games. RimWorld is one of those games that will suck up hours and hours. It's like a game you sit down and start playing, and then all of a sudden it's like five hours later, and you're like, "What? Where did the time go?" Yeah, and there, there's a ton and of mod stuff. support. Yes, and there's so many mods to look through. My God, there's no official catalog, which drives me nuts. It is arguably the most moddable and modded game that I, I mean, that I've ever seen. Arguably one of the most mod-supported games out there. Certainly one of the mod-friendlies. I mean, going back to playing Space Engineers, we would slap like 20 or 30 mods on a game and it would start chugging. Like something would go wrong, a mod would conflict, uh, and the game would be unplayable. RimWorld, um, 100 mods. Easy. Yeah, no I just checked my sweat. mod list. Yeah, I just checked my mod list the other day. I've got a hundred, I think, hundred and seventeen or hundred and eighteen mods on there right now. Yeah, and the game runs smooth as butter. Yeah, it's the only game that I play like that is Arma Three, and it's so nice playing a game that has so many community mods and that work well together and add so much function to the game. Like <sighs> mods from community are amazing. More games should have them. I think we all can agree on that. Absolutely. Linus? No, Linus is busy playing POE. <sighs> yeah, we lost him. Well, uh, we should I probably see. wrap it up. I see you once, Dean. Well, thanks That's guys for coming. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Amoyga, for joining us. Uh, hopefully we have you on again. Uh, thanks for lurking, Crinkle, uh, and helping out even though you couldn't speak, we appreciate it. So, uh, hope you all have a good night. Yeah, Peace. Sounds good. Later. Bye. Guys. Bye.